Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Network Hour podcast. I am your professional and development coach, career coach, and networking guru, Molly Kreese. And today I'm here with a special guest speaker, Delilah Campos. Welcome, Delilah. Thank you so much for having me, Molly. You're welcome. And before we get, before we dive into what we're going to talk about, I just want to give you a short bio on Delilah. Delilah Delilah Campos is a writer based in Brooklyn, New York, growing up as a Latinx first generation American in a multicultural, multi-religious home established the foundation for her love of storytelling and all things spiritual. We're going to hear a lot about that very soon. Her personal blog, Tangful Creator was established in 2020 as a means to redirect society's focus on the creative act of giving thanks and finding everyday reasons to live a joyful life. She received her screenwriting MFA from Brooklyn College. I think that's Feinstein Graduate School of Cinema in 2018 and has worked as both a production coordinator and script supervisor on numerous film productions. When she's not writing or contemplating the meaning of life, you can likely find her walking her dog and happily counting her blessings. That is so, (laughs) that is so amazing. I love that. So welcome, welcome, welcome again, Delilah, to the Network Hour podcast. So today our topic is finding value in your personal story and incorporating it in your writing. And this is such an awesome topic. So first of all, Delilah, tell us, tell us a bit more about you, about who Delilah is. Yeah, sure. So I am Delilah and I am a writer my my although my education is in screenwriting specifically um i have my blog thankful creator which for me is a platform to share writing on the creative act of giving thanks and really i think that it's the content on thankful creator is all about encouraging the reader if you create anything it should always have the intention behind it to uplift whoever you're giving your gift to. And so the writings there focus primarily on self-development, self-love, encouragement, self-empowerment, and also what I really love is all things to do with spirituality, because I think that that's something you can't avoid in life. It's, it's intermixed with our day-to-day lives. Um, so I am a writer of all things spiritual and all things to do with self-improvement and um yeah that is that is that is awesome that is awesome so tell us a bit about um because in your bio it says uh you grew up as a latinx first generation american and then it says in a multicultural multi-religious home so can you can you tell us a little bit about that yeah, so I am a native New Yorker, so I was born here, but my father is from Mexico and my mother is from Honduras, so both North America and Central America, and then there's me and my siblings here. And growing up, I actually didn't know until I was in maybe my early teens. My father is Catholic, 
Mexicans in, in general, the majority of them are Catholic, um, but my mom was Mormon. And I didn't know that until oh, wow. like in my early teens, uh, missionaries from the US came to Honduras and converted my mother's family there. Um, so it was interesting to, first of all, realize, oh, my mother doesn't even practice the same faith as my father. And I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it also made me very curious as to the differences and the similarities and that itself, although I, I can't admit to knowing everything about Catholicism or Mormonism, but mm -hmm. it did spark an interest in getting to learn more about other faiths and how they intersect. Yeah. Um, so did it affect you in any way? Did you want to lean to one more than the other? Or? I think, honestly, I was a very rebellious kid in that <laughs> I didn't like to be told what to do. I, like, mm -hmm. I, I really preferred to think for myself. So in, in a way, yes, because I didn't want to, I didn't want to practice either really, um, which led me to finding in, over time um, Buddhism. So I became a Buddhist um, for a number of years, which to my family was a real surprise because they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> There's nobody in our family that's a Buddhist. So, so they're a shock that that's what. Um, yeah, I could, I could imagine. About. I could imagine. Um, religion is usually something that um, stirs up a little bit of uh, discussion. And so, um, so let's talk about your writing. Why did you get into writing? Is it something, is it, is it a passion of yours? Is it something that you wanted to do from a little girl? Have you been writing from since you were younger? Or is it something recent that you just realized that you, you love to do? Yeah, you know, I think that sometimes as a child, we grow an attachment to something that over time becomes our gift or a talent, but we don't recognize it at a young age. And writing was something that I just gravitated to very naturally because I was a quiet kid. And so instead of being the talkative kid in class, um, I would express myself through writing stories and through writing my observations of things. Mm -hmm. And I just grew into loving that and that continued into high school, it continued into college. And I wanted to explore the different ways that writing could be utilized. So, you know, um, that can be screenwriting, it could be poetry, it could be novels, uh, blogs. So for me, it started as a kid, as a way of expressing myself because I wasn't confident as a child speaking. You know, um, I think, I think that there's different ways that each one of us feels confident in telling our stories and showing the world who we are. And for some it's, I wanna be front and center on a stage and I want everyone to hear my voice. And for others like me, it was very much, I want you to read what I wrote <laughs> and you'll get a better sense of who I am. So it started as, as a very young child. Oh, that's, that's, that's amazing. And, and in the, in the bio, we read about you um, starting the uh, thankful, thankful creator uh, in 2020. That, um, that was smack in the, in the middle of the pandemic. So talk about, right. talk about that. Talk about how 
the pandemic has been for you and why you decided to make this an outlet to for for not just for you but for other people yeah so the thankful creator i actually planned on putting out there in 2019 but for whatever reason it got postponed mm -hmm. but the idea to create a blog was because i had so much written work that no one saw and it felt almost like it would just waste away um and I thought, I thought to my, I, there, there are points in your life where you come to terms with yourself and you start investigating, why is it that I'm not, like I'm holding back. I realized mm -hmm. that I was holding back from sharing my writing. And I thought, well, I'm gonna do something that's uncomfortable to me and something that's new. And that's creating a website, creating a blog and putting my content there. Um, so the intention behind Thankful Creator was to write and, and write continuously because if, if I've created something, I can't just let it um, wither away without content. I have to continue to fill it. Um, and so having the website allowed me to present my work and to present my perspective and voice um, to the world. And at the same time, I think that it did coincide well with the tremendous changes that happened with the pandemic because I think not there's none no one of us has been uh, unaffected by the pandemic and I think that if there's content out there that's encouraging that's reminding you to give thanks for the things that you have in your life even if they seem very small and insignificant that's powerful and so I think that the publishing of Thankful Creator at the time the same year as the pandemic kind of worked well because I think people can use encouragement and reminders that there is still good in life even when things are challenging, so. Yes, um, most definitely. Uh, did anyone reach out to you to say thank you for, for, for a writing stuff like that? Because like you said, it came at such an opportune time when people needed support, when people needed that listening ear, when people needed to reach, read something that would really give them hope uh, in, such, in such a trying and such a devastating time. So did you have anyone that read your work that reach out and say, uh, thank you so much for writing this or, or anything like that? Yeah, definitely. There are, there are some subscribers who would send comments after I posted and like, thank you for sharing that. I felt, you know, touched by it. Thank you for the reminder that I'm special, that, you know, um, I'm made on purpose, these things. It's, it's very encouraging because even though I'm writing words that are meant to encourage the reader, when I get that feedback, it also encourages me to continue. So it's this endless cycle of encouragement, which is really beautiful. Yes, definitely. Definitely. I, I, I was reading your work too, and it's, it's definitely, it's definitely encouraging. So let's talk about what are some challenges and barriers that you faced, uh, not only, not in, only in your writing and in your career, but in your, in your life as you, as you um, embark, travel this journey called life. What are some challenges, some barriers that you've that you've that you've gone through 
Yeah, I think that the biggest one um, has been self-doubt. Uh, this is something that I think everyone can relate to in whatever it is that you're pursuing. For me, specific to my writing, self-doubt has come in the form of the thoughts, is this good enough? Does this even make sense? Who's gonna read this? Where is this going? Am I wasting my time, right? And um, those are things that I realized for many years I would listen to and it stunted me and my growth and it kept me from opportunities and growing as a writer. And there comes a point where you just kind of get sick of your own excuses <laughs> and you're mm -hmm. like, something has to change. I have to stop believing in these thoughts that don't serve me. And so for me, I've, I'm learning. I'm not gonna say that I'm like, I've mastered myself. I think that's a, a lifelong process. But I think that when those thoughts of self-doubt come, I remember to acknowledge that my voice is, it can be powerful and it is significant. And there might just be one person out there that relates to my writing and might get something from it. And that really does matter. Um, but the obstacle of self-doubt, I think is something that if you're able to recognize it, mm -hmm. uh, that's a huge accomplishment because I think that oftentimes it can just blend into our day-to-day -day life that we don't even recognize that we're doubting ourselves. Um, yeah. So just being able to, to, to pinpoint it is huge because once you're aware of something, you can change it. Mm -hmm. I can so relate to that. Um, and a, a couple of weeks ago, I, I was doubting myself as well because I was putting out this stuff for my business. And I, I, was, I was having those same questions you were having. It was like, who's going to read this? Who's going to sign up to this? Who's going to do this? And I, I played that through my mind over and over. And then it's, I spoke to my, because I think it's so important to have coach and have mentors and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm going to ask you about that. So I, I spoke to my coach and I was telling her what was going on. And she was like, you have to know what you have is valuable. And if someone doesn't get it, then that wasn't meant for that person. Right. But exactly. someone, someone else is going to gravitate to it because someone else is going to see the value in it. And so she really talked me, talked me down out of that doubt. And I think as, as entrepreneurs, as people that are going through life, we're going to have, we're going to have those spells that, that, self-doubt is going to try to creep in from time to time and we have to remind ourselves that we are good enough we are valued and we can definitely add value add value to the world so so tell me about that how how important is uh coaching and mentorship to you and do you have any people within your network or within your life that you run to for that coaching, for that boost, for that support, for that upliftment? Yeah, so I, I think actually one of the mentors that I've had is someone you know, Joan Pierre, um, uh, who's like yeah. a, a master networker. Yeah. <laughs> so shout out to Joan. Um, so so 
I met Joan through Toastmasters. I'm a Toastmaster with the LIU Brooklyn uh, Club. And she was my mentor when I first joined. Mm -hmm. And I joined Toastmasters because I wanted to strengthen my speaking voice. Because I was so accustomed to just writing to express myself. Uh, I wanted to actually use the muscle of my voice to express myself this time around. And so it was nice to have her as this veteran of public speaking and networking and leadership to go to because she had experience to back up her her words of encouragement and her critiques and advice. Um, so I think that if there is one person that I think was very significant in, in kind of imprinting a very positive and proactive presence on me, it would be Joan in that mentorship for Toastmasters because she she takes it very much to heart and I think that that's the, the core of any mentor is mm -hmm. they're speaking from experience and their intention is to help you on your journey. And they also acknowledge that it's not gonna look exactly like theirs, but they're there to help you through it. And just that alone will keep you encouraged to persist because inevitably there'll come times where you're like, I don't wanna do this anymore. I'm done, this is too hard. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Those, those, again, those thoughts of self-doubt can come in, but when you have a mentor, you're reminded, no, it does matter. Someone's looking out for me. Someone has been helping me along the way. Um, so it's nice to have that support system. Yeah, definitely. So how has, how has writing, how has writing impacted, impacted your life personally? Because I know you spoke about, um, uh, writing stuff to support others and all of that stuff. But um, I imagine that writing can be very therapeutic. So talk about how, how that has um, impacted you in a, on a personal level. Yeah, so, so writing is, like you said, it is therapeutic. It is very much, um, it, it allows you to get out of yourself those things that you might not, necessarily feel comfortable speaking in words or um, sharing to others um, in another way. And what I learned through writing is that I feel more comfortable expressing myself um, and sharing my thoughts through the written format. So mm -hmm. for example, um, I realized that in, in some of my past writing, I was holding back who I was uh, because I was afraid of how my writing and my perspective on different experiences in my life would be interpreted by others. Um, and in, in reflecting on the authors that I really love, I realized that what I loved about them, for example, Lisa Nichols and Tony Robbins and Les Brown, these are tremendous self-help gurus, if you will. Mm -hmm. What really made me gravitate towards them was their personal stories, where they started from, and where they are now. And I thought if they hadn't shared their obstacles and their personal lives and what shaped them, I don't think that I would have gravitated towards them. I don't think I would even believe their teachings, you know, or they hold seminars. I don't think I would want to go to any of them because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where, where are they getting this information from? And it's, it's through their life experience. So um, I came to the recognition that when you're sh when you're courageous enough, because it does take courage to share who you are, mm 
in your writing, when you do that, you'll be surprised to find how many people relate to what you have gone through, what it is that you're sharing, your fears, your, your joys, your confusions, all of those things. Um, but you won't know unless you actually share, unless you express yourself and, and kind of get a little vulnerable. Yeah, and people relate to vulnerability. People relate to authenticity. And the, all the businesses and, and people that you have seen been successful is because they shared a piece of themselves. It's because they allow you to come in and to see the good, the bad, and the ugly. And in the, in the, in the midst of doing that, then you're helping someone else. You're helping another person to see that, hey, you're not alone. Delilah has gone through this as well and, and so forth. So that is, that, is definitely, that is definitely true. Before you mentioned Tony Robbins and those orders, I was going to ask you about what are some of your favorite orders. So that's great. But besides those authors and, and the, the um, self-help lane and the upliftment lane, are there any other authors or any other form of writing that you enjoy um, reading or, or soaking up or, or whatever, however you want to put it? Yeah, so I'll share that uh, I'm always wanting to absorb and take in new teachings and new perspectives because I feel like that's the point of life is to learn. Like if you're not learning something new, then you're kind of just wasting away. Learn something new, like use what, what you have. Um, so I'll share that uh, a book that I'm currently reading, I haven't finished it, um, is from the, he's a doctor, Dr. David R. Hawkins, and it's called Letting Go. And it mm -hmm. basically talks about the process of um, going through trans transformations in life and letting go of expectations and kind of just receiving what comes of that. And, and what's involved in that is overcoming your fears and different um, personal boundaries or blocks that you might not have been aware of. Mm -hmm. That's, that, that is awesome. What would you say to, what would you say to someone who is um, writing like you, uh, but they're experiencing some sort of a writer's block. I imagine you've, you've had those before. Yeah. So talk about that and talk about how, how you got out of it and, and what would you say to someone that's going through that right now? Yeah. So writer's block is real. <laughs> it's a real obstacle for, for any writer. And I think that in my own experience, cause I, I can only speak from my, my life experience with writing is the way that I've been able to kind of get over those blocks is by being very disciplined um, and, and in, in small amounts to just spark a momentum of something. So for example, there have been periods in my life where I didn't write at all. And, um, and I just couldn't think of something to write or just that blank page is so ominous. You're like, what do I, how do I start this? And um, one way of doing that is to just free write for half an hour, 15 minutes. You can start small. I think that with any big 
challenge or obstacle, if you break it down into smaller bits, it's easier to get over and kind of chip away at. So for me, free writing got me in the flow of writing when I felt stuck. Mm-hmm. And it would have nothing to do with, with what I was writing. It would just be, I'm gonna dump whatever's in my head out, and then I'm gonna return to what it is that I'm, I'm trying to get focused on. Um, and another thing that, that can help is setting a, a writing schedule. Um, in, in film school, I was told writing one hour a day is what we should be doing. And I thought that sounds about right. So I'm gonna try and do that. But I realized I didn't have the discipline to actually sit down and write for one hour every day. Um, but if you can sit down and write for 30 minutes a day or 15 minutes a day, wherever you're comfortable starting, that's something. And over time, it's, it's like a muscle that you build. The more you do it, the more accustomed you get to it and you create this routine. So before you know it, within a couple months time, you'll be able to write and sit down and actually stay focused in writing for an hour or so, depending on what it is your goal, um, what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. So how did you actually find value in your in your personal story and, and wanted to write that? Because I imagine that must have been a, a struggle, that must have been a, a, a task to think about it and, and be like, uh, I don't know if I want to, I don't know if I want to write this. I, I don't know if I want to do that. So how, yeah. how did you find value in, in doing that and who, and who inspired you to, to, to do that? Yeah. So I think I'll share that I'm in the process of publishing a book. I was, now I'm rewriting that book. Um, and the reason why I'm rewriting it is because when I brought it to an editor, she said something that really kind of changed everything. She said, I want to know who you are. I don't know who this person is that's writing this book. It leaves me with more questions about you than about the content. Wow. And what she did was she exposed something that I wasn't willing to do. I was afraid to share my personal story in my writing in this book. Um, and I told her parts of my personal story, some challenges I've experienced through in my life. And she's like, Delilah, that is what you need to be writing because it's uplifting to hear that you came from this to that. Um, and so I'm actually very thankful that I didn't uh, publish that first version of my book uh, because it didn't include me. And I mm. think that if I had done that, if I had published my book and it not even represent who I am and um, my story, it would have been, I don't know how it would have affected the reader. I don't know how it would have really resonated or encouraged them because it is a person's story that uplifts another because they're speaking from experience. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Yeah, so now I'm in the process of rewriting that book and incorporating my own personal story. And to me, that is a bit uncomfortable, to be honest, uh, because, you know, your personal story involves other people. Mm -hmm. And it also means you have to look back on what has happened 
in your life. And sometimes we don't want to look again at what we've gone through, but I do believe that now that I'm rewriting this book and I'm looking back at what I've gone through and how far I've come, it is really encouraging because you see that you didn't give up. Like life experiences and obstacles will always come, but you're able to overcome them. Um, and if you're able to do that, then you're given the opportunity to encourage the next person in whatever they're going through because you've been through something yourself. Um, so I'm actually, I'm, I'm very glad that um, the next version of my book <laughs> will include more of myself. And, and I would hope that if there's someone that is also considering creating content, whether it's a book or a website or a play or whatever kind of creative endeavor, that they not be afraid to share themselves and their story, because that's really what people want to, to know is who are you? Um, let me into your world. Let me see through your eyes. Are you going to tell us about some of those experiences or do we have to wait, <laughs> or do we have to wait for the book? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think, I think for, I think for now it, it'd have to wait for the book. Cause I'm, I'm, it's also, um, yeah, I, I think we'd have to wait. <laughs> I'll leave you guessing. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. So uh, talk about Tangful Creator a bit more. Tell us about your, about your future plans. Where do you see this going? Yeah, so I initially started Thankful Creator to encourage others and for myself to get in the habit of writing consistently. Um, and now I want to take it further. I would love to continue writing books. My first book will probably be published next year. Um, but I also am hoping to collaborate with others, to network with others so that there can be guest writers on the site, as well as um, visual content um, that will that could incorporate some screenwriting, that could incorporate some um, mini movies, if you will. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to explore the different platforms of entertainment and incorporate encouragement in them. So it's still something that I'm looking into at the moment. Yeah. That's, that is that is great. My sister writes as well, and I'm trying to get her to see the value in her writing because she does poems and all that, all that kind of stuff, children, bo children books and stuff like that. And she, she has them sitting in the filing cabinet. I'm like, you got to see the value in what you have and, and put it out there. So, so that, is, that is definitely awesome. So I went on your website, The Tangful Creator, and... I was reading through your work and one of the poems really struck me. And that was the poem that's called, the one that's called Who You Are. So before, before I, I give you the opportunity to read it, because I was reading it and I was like, this is so awesome. Tell me what, how do you think about it? And when you were writing those words on paper, what was going through your mind and what was the reason for you writing this, writing this poem? Yeah, no, thank you for selecting that 
writing because what's interesting is I had hesitation in even posting that poem because I thought, will people understand this? Again, self-doubt comes in Uh at any given time. Um, So thank you for picking this one. I wrote this one because at the time I was uncertain of my voice in writing. And this is me kind of connecting to that that other part of me that knows um, that we all have value and we're all unique. And whatever it is that we bring is special um, and it's, it's, it's necessary and it's purposeful. Um, so the, the origins of this poem started with me trying to encourage myself. And I thought, you know what, I need to share this because maybe someone else will be encouraged um, and understand it. And I do think that, you know, the content of the poem itself is about how in this very vast space, earth, the world, the universe, there's us. And it's, it's kind of easy to feel lost in the shuffle of everyone and their voices and things we're supposed to be doing and who we should be and all this. Um, but ultimately, we're made to be unique. And that uniqueness is expressed just by being authentically you. Um, so my hope in writing this is that the reader remembers that whoever they are, as they are, it's perfect. It doesn't need a, a touch up or an edit or, you know, and airbrushing. That's, <laughs> and that's, that's, exa- that's exactly why I picked it. Because when I was reading it, I was like, you have to believe in you. You have to believe in that you have a purpose here on this earth and that you are uniquely you and there is no other one like you. When when God was creating us, he created each of us uniquely and wonderfully made. And so that is what I got out of that poem when I was reading it. And so I just want you to, I just want you to read it to our listeners because I can talk about it, but <laughs> when they when they hear it, then they would they would understand and know what I'm talking about. So if you can just sure. read it to us, that would be awesome. Sure, I'd love to. So this is who you are. On this small planet live many sentient beings, each one having their own way, style, form, manner, character. Each one connected to another and that one connected to another in kind. Inside each, there lives a great dream of beauty and peace, of impossibilities becoming reality, miracles and magic, true wonderment. Within this great orchestra of life is you, you among the masses, you a part of the whole. Alongside the world, you remain special, unreplicated, needed, significant. You are on purpose. The beauty that exists in the diverse world of creation is only so because of the part you play, the piece of the puzzle that connects all others. This is who you are, specifically made to live, love, and learn as you do. Made to remember time and time again that there is no one like you. There can be no other to take your place. There is a space and time made holy by your very beingness. Life blooms beneath your feet. 
vibrating across the cosmos with no end. You make this life worth living. You, the beloved of all that is. That is, oh, that is so powerful. Oh my gosh. There's that line there where it says the space and time of you being. It, it, it's, it's, it's such a powerful poem and, and thank you so much for writing it. And if you, if, if when you were writing it, you didn't think it was going to be valuable, it is definitely valuable because I think someone who's reading it and really uh, going through something or doubting themselves, I think that poem is going to be such an inspiration. I think it's going to be such a beacon, such a light of hope for someone that is really down and, and not thinking that that they they can go the distance or whatever. And, and that's why that's why I chose that poem because I know it would definitely resonate with our listeners. It would resonate with people even in this time of, of uncertainty, uncertainty and so many things are going on and it's just like chaos all around you. This, this poem brings you back to center and it brings you back to realizing that who you are is valuable and unique and you, you're worth it and you're worth the time. So thank you. Thank you so much for that poem. Thank you. Um, so I wanted to ask you, what other, what other projects do you have in the works besides uh, Thankful Creator and besides the book that you have coming up can't wait for it to come out to read yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> um, so so the other I the other project that I am starting in addition to re-editing my book is funny enough I had a conversation with my mom about my dog I rescued a dog from Puerto Rico mm-hmm. or adopted a dog a rescue dog from Puerto Rico and I was telling her the story that I think is my dog's story because um, she's my dog is a product of Hurricane Maria that devastated Puerto Rico, um, and so I was I had all these questions about my dog's origin, and my mother said something probably very casually, and I'm sure she didn't think I would take it serious. Yeah, she said you should write a children's book about your dog Karina. <laughs> and I thought, oh wow, you know what? That's not a bad idea because there are. I remember being a kid and really love loving to read and also loving to read about things that I actually had. I didn't have a dog growing up, so I actually didn't like books to do with dogs or mm-hmm. kids with dogs because it made me kind of jealous. Um, but I think that, you know, uh, that's something that I've, I'm actually starting. Um, it's at the very, it's at its infancy right now, but <laughs> that's, the, that's the next project. Yeah. I think I think it's a I think it's a very good idea. I definitely think that kids would gravitate to something like that. And and like you said, a dog has a story, and and that was something. Uh, it would not only teach kids about a moment in time that happened in Puerto Rico, but it also gives them a little dog to 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 be um, to feel good about. So I definitely, I definitely think it's a good idea. You should definitely go for it. Your mom was on to something. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, um, do you have any last words for our listeners? Any advice for 
uh, future writers coming up. Um, it might be kids in high school. I, have a, I, I run a mentorship program and I have had a few kids that are actually, um, actually wanting to write. And I know there are a lot of adults and stuff that want to write as well, but might not see themselves as being an author. What would you, what would you, what advice, what last words would you give to, uh, give to people like that? Yeah, no, thank you. I would say to anyone that is, that knows that there's writing within them, even if they don't feel 100% confident in themselves just yet, that it's a process that you can grow into building your confidence. It's not gonna happen overnight. But the encouragement and the suggestion I would give to them is to write something down every day, even if that's one sentence of a story, even if that's one sentence of a, of, of a poem or a screenplay, just one sentence is enough. Um, because over time, if you create the habit of writing, even if it's something small as one line, it's creating within you this momentum of I'm a writer because I write every day mm-hmm. and the quantity of what you write may start small but if you do it enough and you do it daily and you're persistent about it and dedicated to that in time the amount that you write you'll naturally want to write more because you'll you'll see more space left and you want to fill it um, so to any writer be consistent and be kind to yourself. Your voice is going to come out in your words over time. Allow it to express itself through you. And don't try to contort your voice to fit into anyone else's idea of you. Be yourself. Those are, those are very good words, very good encouraging words. What about journaling or a or, or diary, write in a diary or those good outlets to uh, write every day if you're not comfortable with putting your stuff uh, right out there at the moment? Yeah, for sure. I think that oftentimes if you, if you don't have a, a journaling process, you should start that. Um, and sometimes that, that can just be you writing um, I forget exactly what it's called, um, free writing, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, where whatever is in your mind, you just put it on paper and it might, might seem insignificant, but yeah. it actually counts towards you clearing your mind so that you can get focused. And you'll actually, if, if you keep, if you keep those books, those notebooks of your free writing, of your journal entries, and you look back on something you wrote a month ago or a year ago, you'll find that there's actually a story in what you're writing. Mm -hmm. And so you can become a character from the writing that you've written in your journals. There's there's a lot that you can take from your own writing, even if it feels like no one's gonna read my journals, Mm -hmm. but you can use what's in there to write. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing is, too, is that ideas and, and things come to you at the weirdest moments. Right. I, I usually sleep with a notebook at my bed because I, I, 
in the middle of the night when I'm sleeping, I might roll over and wake up and an idea or something hit me and, and then you just and you gotta, don't want to lose it yeah. you don't want to lose it and you just got to write it down and if you don't right. have anything at the moment to write it down it's gonna just evaporate and go away so it's definitely important to have that notebook handy or that journal handy so that um whatever comes to mind you just you just write it down it might not make sense in the moment but going forward or at a later date that very same thing that you write might definitely make sense and work out for something better so those are very very good advice very good very good last words so before we before we end uh this episode tell tell us about where we can find you tell tell us about your website how people can get your uh get your work um and and stuff like that yeah, so if anyone is interested in um, reading any of my writing, they can all find it at thankfulcreator.com. You can also contact me through the website there. And I would love to hear from anyone that is a writer, non-writer, just curious in creating dialogue and yeah, just creating. Yes, and I will say to my listeners, go to... Definitely go to thankfulcreator.com, read that poem, Who You Are, and read some more of her work. And it's it's definitely going to inspire you. It's going to uplift you. And you're definitely going to feel like the writing bug has bit you after you've written <laughs> after you've written after you've read her stuff. So I would definitely advise listeners and people to really go, even writers or upcoming writers that want that motivation uh, to, to start writing again. If you had a writer's block and you and you feel like you want to write again, maybe maybe reading someone else's work or or just looking at, at someone else might give you that boost or, or that thing you were looking for to start writing again. So that is that is what I would say to my listeners. And I wanna thank you again, Delilah. I wanna thank you so much for coming by the, the Network Hour podcast and for sharing your story with us. It, it's such an amazing story and to see the value in you and who you are and, and being able to channel that into writing so that it will inspire and uplift others. I think that's an amazing gift. And I wanna thank you. Thank you so much for coming by and for talking to me about it. No, thank you so much, Molly, for having me. And I hope that your listeners, your viewers have, um, are positively affected uh, by this interaction <laughs> and they feel encouraged and inspired to write and express themselves authentically. Yes. And again, I want to say thank you guys so much for listening. This has been another episode of the Network Hour podcast. I am your professional development and career coach, Molly Kreese and networking guru. And I want to thank you so much for coming by and listening to us. Topic, topic was finding value in your personal story and incorporating it in your writing some takeaways that I got today from this episode, and I hope you got it too, is to believe in yourself, believe in what you have to offer, be authentic, be genuine, and, and try to uplift and support others as you elevate yourself. And so that was so important. Again, thank you so much to Delilah. 
And until next time, this has been another episode of the Network Hour podcast. We will see you again very soon. Thank you, everyone.